And we're back again at Above the Pitch. Uh, it's Mike here with Floro, uh, and we're going to give you game week 24. Big week, a lot of big upsets, a lot of close games, missed penalties, and a couple red cards as well. Uh, yeah, a couple of bad calls from referees this week. Um, yeah, tell me about it. It Thanks was like they were both all off like on the different page. Like One gave a red card for this, but another game didn't give a red card for that. Barely any penalty calls. There was one in the Man United game that was a solid penalty dive. Proud of Lingard to get that one down and get us a goal, you know, showing how it is to get a couple of points, but we'll get to that. Yeah, a lot um, of inconsistency with the ref calls, and, you know, I'll express how upset I was about it when we get to my game. Uh, Chelsea is still not found. Um, they've been missing since December. Yeah, uh, well, let's take this in order, right? Yeah. So, Let's just go through a couple games. We may start at the top. Yeah, we start may be a little top. brief with some of them. Um, but we'll get yeah, into it. Some of them weren't that important. So yeah. we got Arsenal Cardiff. You know, Arsenal holding their ground again against the weak Cardiff team. Cardiff is still in relegation. <laughs> Arsenal win 2 1. Um, I don't think there's much there to really no. say. Aubameyang and Lacazette linking up well. Yeah, um, they're both providing goals for their team. and That's important. And uh, guess who started this game? Masudo Zil. So that was a big change for Arsenal. Wow, he let him play against Cardiff. I know. Yeah, that's wow. Be a promotion. That's that's he has so <laughs> that's much. In the face. <laughs> he has so much faith in him. Uh, I would really hope he'd be able to play against the bottom side team of the league. You know. Yeah. So I mean, it was two one straightforward game, um, and Arsenal get three points. Important three points. Moving on to they moved up fourth place. Who's that? Arsenal. Yeah, moved to fourth place with this. Okay, with yeah, the win because well, well, Chelsea. I haven't found them. The uh, other last games. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Fulham Brighton. This one was the exciting that one. That was awesome. Glenn Murray the man. with the double special. <laughs> so I, See, I like how he scores goals. Like, he just makes it look so effortless. Like, right. he just, he'll tap it. He'll just hit off his foot and he'll go in. It's just so majestic. Like, he knows how much salt and pepper to put in every dish. <laughs> like, he just sprinkles it. You know, he's not... That's why he's the man. He, he's not like Emerald, who's just bam, you know, he just throws <laughs> it in there. He's just, he's so soft. He just knows everything. It's like when you listen to Gordon Ramsay talk. When when Glenn Murray receives the ball, he just knows what to do They're with it. They're just magic. Unlike Lorente. Which we'll get to. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, Glenn Murray's smooth. I remember 20 minutes into this game, I'm like, wow, you know, Brighton got it. That's right. it. Glenn Murray just did the double on him. It's over. But we know Fulham can't defend, so this is... This is this, this is, is okay, known. and then Fulham's defense said, "But we can play forward." Right, that's what they can do. And they can attack. Caleb Chambers with a phenomenal volley from the top box. He was literally standing still on his plant foot the whole time. It was unbelievable. They know how to attack. Good technique, and then the crazy man Mitrovic coming in with yeah. a brace. He had a little bit of a drought, so it's good that he got two in this game. Right, you right, know? and um, just to top it all off, uh, Luciano Vieto. Uh, with a goal, which is nice to see because he was supposed to be something very promising and we've been waiting for an opportunity for him to score and he's done it, uh, giving the Fulham 4-2 victory, which you know what, for Fulham, they need what they, they, they can get score what they can goals. Get. So as long as they can score more goals than they concede, they're okay. But they did bring in this transfer market, this transfer deadline, Markovic, who was a Liverpool uh, youngster. Yep. Uh, what do we know Zara about Markovic. him? Uh, he's a good player, you know, we picked him up 
I believe under Brendan Rodgers, so it's been a long time. Since you've seen him. But he just hasn't found his way into the first team, whether it was, you know, bad timing or we just bought another winger, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. trying to loan him out. He hasn't really done too much, and I feel bad for him. He has good technique. He's very quick, but he just doesn't have any experience in the Premier League, and I think that's what's getting him. I think he's a good pickup for Fulham. I think he'll give them uh, more attacking option. Uh, and more pace up top. So we'll see what he does for them. And they also brought in Havard, uh, who's, I guess, defensively minded. They did bring in a defender. Wasn't he like a CDM or something? What are you talking Some... about? Norvite? Yeah. Yeah, Norvite. Yeah. So uh, I believe he's a defender. Uh, he's from Hoffenheim. Right. And he hasn't been getting much appearances for them. Hoffenheim's sitting at sixth place, so it's a good team. Uh, but he hasn't been playing much for them. Uh, he had eight appearances this whole season, so it's not right. a lot. Um, he has been in the Premier League before he was at West Ham, you know, West Ham weren't doing that great at the time. So not much to comment about it, Right. but you know, signings is signing. So we'll see what it does for them. They need what, whatever they can get. So that one leaves them with 17 points, six points above last place, um, Huddersfield, Huddersfield and yep. two points away from Cardiff. Right. So that's, that's so a big win. A pickle. That's a big win. Right. Then moving on. Everton, Huddersfield. Wait, wait. I'd like to make the point that, um, you know, Fulham, they didn't, they're not letting their team drop, which is a good thing to see. Like, they bought a lot in the summer. They're fighting still. They, they bought their attacking players. You know, they, the old manager forgot about defense, so they didn't really buy anybody for there. You know, he did bring in Fosu Mensa, who's now back at Manchester United because he didn't want to continue his loan. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see, they, they brought in... Uh, Claudio Ranieri, great coach, and they gave him money. Yeah, they're looking to stay. And you know what? Out of all the bottom-level teams, I I would give it to them. I I really feel like they could pull it through. I can see them triumphing over Burnley and seeing Burnley being in relegation this year. Ooh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? That's Um, interesting. So, I mean, that's really their only hope, either to beat out Burnley or Southampton. And have we, them take their spot. We did say Southampton would be in the bottom. Yeah. I think I I think I did. Yeah, but after they got their new coach, they've been doing pretty well. So Yeah, but they're tied points with Burnley, with Burnley on twenty three. Right. And Crystal Palace is at twenty three, but I think they made good choices. I think Crystal Palace has enough. Yeah, they're gonna be good. Now Crystal Palace also just bought Batuai. Well right. not bought him, I think he's alone. He's on right? loan, yeah. But so, they're looking to buy, I think if everything works works well. Uh, what do you think about Batuai? I think he's a great player. I mean, he went to Valencia, had a couple of good games over there. When he was at Chelsea, he made the most of, honestly, his opportunities. Right. I mean, with the changing of coaches and yeah. everything like that. Right. You're not going to give him the time to play, the time to start. You know... There's no foundation over there. I think it was a great choice for Crystal because I've I've said before, what Crystal Palace need is that striker. Right. And you're definitely not getting that in Benteke. Nope. The Belgium Lorente. Right. So you needed someone that can honestly be a goal scorer because he's surrounded by good quality. And someone who could keep up the pace of the play that Zaha has because he'll get a lot of balls Zaha's from like Max himself. Meyer. Right. Uh, Milivojevic will give him a good ball. Right. Townsend will give him a good ball. Something that keeps the pace because they're fast team. So now if you have Townsend, Zaha, and Batshuayi up top. it's a good team. And then you have Milivojevic. And Max Meyer right there. And Max Meyer to feed the balls. I mean, that's a really that's strong a good team. side. Uh, which which is the reason why I don't see them going anywhere near the relegation. Right. Even though they're tied with um, a couple of the teams. So, great call. You know, and 
a lot of people forget in 2016 when Batshuayi played for Mar- uh, Marseille. He played pretty well. He did. He was scoring. That's how he got the big move. 50% of the game. So, he, you know, he's a good player. He even went to Dortmund and he had nine appearances with seven goals and an assist. Yep. I mean, you can't really ask much more. So, nope. he, he deserves promising. it. He, he deserves starting time. play. And I think eventually he will show his worth. Mm-hmm. So, good for them. Um, since we're already on the topic of Crystal Palace, you know, they had the 1-1 draw against Southampton. <laughs> Wilfred Zaha... Great goals always. Yeah, scored since his uh, first goal since September, I believe. He's been with injuries and everything like that, so yep. it's been really rough for him. And then James Ward-Prowse equalizing from a Matt Target assist. You know, again, very nitty-gritty game, mm-hmm. calm, you know, not too much going on there. But the surprising thing was Wilfred Zaha getting a red. Yeah, so he tackles Ward-Prowse, and it's a yellow card. Right. Which also Ward Prowse put his hands in his face. Right. But, you know, Zaha gets... He's the most tackled player in the Premier League every single year, and he doesn't get the respect or um, protection that he deserves. From the referees. From the referees. Uh And, I mean, even Hodginson has said this, like, he needs protection. Like, they're his best player, you know, and this guy's getting kicked around more than Hazard. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hazard just takes it and he gets back up. But, you know... Because some would say if that happened to Hazard, there would have been a call on the play. Instead of, hey, take yeah. the throw-in. Right. That's what happened. I feel like, they were just take the throw-in. Yeah, it wasn't even a foul. I feel, like, I feel like Hazard has more protection than him, and he'll, he'll get the foul. Because when Hazard usually falls, they usually just call, like, oh, he got fouled. Um, but with Zaha, especially that he's their commodity, and he's been in and out of injuries more than probably any other player that gets tackled. I mean, you look at Messi, how many times has he been injured? Not that many. You look at Hazard, how many times has he been injured? Not that many. But you look at Zaha, you know, that must be frustrating not getting protection, being injured. Coming back, getting injured again because someone else. And there's so much pressure on him. And there's and you don't even get a call for that. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. You know, I was really mad. Honestly, (laughs) I I was happy how he retaliated. He needed to. Right. So he after he got fouled, he obviously clapped at the ref. He clapped. Yeah, he clapped in the ref's face saying he did a good job. Right. And the ref gave him a red. Well, you know what? The ref sucks. How's that? So, um, but then there's this thing like being the most tackled is maybe a good thing, you know, because it shows that people are scared of you. You're a threat. And yeah, yeah, it is a good thing, but like, it's your career out there, you know? Yeah. yeah. You want to play, you want to sit on the bench. and you yeah, wanna... I think it's, it's <clears throat> unreal. I can't believe that he got two yellows, Uh, you know? Right. If you're going to give him a yellow, either leave it there or just give the, give the free kick. I mean, it, it, it was worth but it. He did give the free kick. Because you, know, you didn't protect to. him, so now he's, you know, he feels He gets frustrated. Uh, it's just I frustration. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I was so mad. Yes, keep it he's important to his team. Yeah, I get it, but. I, I mean, know, it's frustrating. So, you know, now he's going to miss out on the next game, which is a shame. Um, right, he won't get to start with uh, Batshuayi the first game. Which and the next see. game is against Fulham. It's another good push for Fulham. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yep. So, uh, that was that. Um, we really didn't touch about this. We were just going to start talking about it. Everton-Huddersfield. Boring, boring, boring game. I mean, you think Everton would score more against Huddersfield. Yeah, what they scored in the third minute with Richarlison. Good goal. Yeah. And then that's about it. Yeah, I mean, Huddersfield, you got to score more on them. Like, I don't know. They're not at- they not attacking enough. They they have the players. They have the creativity. It's just something might not be clicking with Marco Silva. And maybe Marco Silva might not be the man. You know, they're, they're doing good this year, but they're not doing as good as they usually do. And, you know, 
one of the players that I was looking into this week that may do something very well for his team was actually Lucas Dine, which is pretty ironic. You know, I was thinking, okay, they're playing Huddersfield. They'll uh-huh. get a clean sheet. I can see him. He's been very involved in the attacking play. He can get an assist or a goal. You know, he'll be someone to watch out for. Right. But he shows, uh, you know, I guess his immaturity so far of being in the Premier League. And he gets himself a straight red. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, he's young. Yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of work um, ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was that game. Uh, moving on after that, good old Wolves. The Wolves keep on fighting. Yeah, 3-0 against West Ham, hammering the hammers. And like, literally, they've been hammering everybody, really. They play good football. They they do, had a lot they, of hiccups on the way. They secured a player that they had on loan because they like him. Yep. Yeah, Johnny Otto. Um you know, their hiccups were just because they just didn't finish. And it's not like they played bad. And now they're finally out how. And, uh, yeah, Jimenez was huge again. You know, when he, when he scores one, he'll always score another. Um, that's what's good about him. Mm-hmm. He gets on, like, this streak. Um, they're and just guess such what? A solid they're sitting team. at seventh. They're a solid team. They're sitting at seventh. And, uh, they're behind Man United. Yeah, the manager didn't think they... He, think, he thought they'd be... Above 10th or around 10th. So he's doing better than he expected. So definitely a solid team. Can't wait to see them next year. But, you know, if they keep this up, maybe Europa League football. Oh, maybe. That'd well, be cool. not this year. I don't think this year. It'd be great to see it. But yeah. I think Man United are having too good of a push. The most you might see is them passing over Chelsea or Arsenal, which is still a huge Yeah, no theme. one knows where Chelsea's going to go. They're just going to keep going down. Yeah, we just have to wait until we have our own our own segment about Chelsea. <laughs> uh, then moving on to your team, Man United, Burnley. I got to tell you, both Manchester games are going on at the same time. By like the tw- the what was that second half? Yeah, I was in La La Land. I was both like, Manchester teams out. losing, losing. Yeah, so oh, I think we had like twenty six shots that game. Um. Uh, Heaton was on fire that game. Their defense was... Tom Heaton with some amazing He saves. always has a good game against us. He's a beast. Um, their defense was, like, really organized. Um, I mean, even Phil Barsley played really well, you know? And then Man United do the freaking Man United special and decide oh, to well, play let's the give, last let's five minutes, give, right? Uh, let's give... Uh, no, we played the entire time. We had 26 shots. We played the entire time. We literally just... Or so, some days were just really bad in the final third. We just kept on chucking up the ball. That's a game where we needed Fulani. Like, with that play style, we would have needed him because he's just a big man in the box that uh-huh. could probably head the ball. But, like, that's not Man United way. It's ugly. They need to learn how to play the ball on the floor because that's the easiest way to score. Not crossing it in midair against a big, tall team like like a bar, uh, uh, Burnley. You know, because they also have big, big, strong strikers. So, the big, strong strikers did what they needed to do. They played very well. Um, what was it, Volks and Barnes? Yeah, Volks and Barnes did really well. What's that? Uh, the strikers, the strikers were, up top. Yeah, Volks and Barnes. No, no, Wood and Barnes. Oh, Wood and Barnes. Yeah, they have the most basic yeah, name. Barnes and Noble. Yeah, Ben Mee. <laughs> uh, they have like a, what else? They have they just regular common name, the Smith or something like that. But they did really well as a team. And um, second half comes. Uh, Lingard gets a penalty. You know, uh, hand on the shoulder technique. Yep. Then he puts the Salah special and just falls on the ground. The Salah special? Yeah, the Salah special. What is that to you? Have the most when goals the, in the league? No, when the defender puts the hand on your shoulder, you oh, just drop to the oh, floor. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, okay, that's gotcha. the Salah special. I thought you only do that in finals. Oh, but he can't do that because he doesn't go to finals. I get it. Okay, next. Um, 
Well, I'm pretty sure your team drops to the floor when they get to finals because <laughs> oh, they right. lost and they're crying. Yeah, at least we got there. Oh, I'm pretty sure his shoulder didn't work the last final. <laughs> so because someone touched it and he fell to the ground <laughs> and then had to be substituted off. Then your team was abysmal. I'm not without even gonna bike. Oh, we'll we're not even gonna day. go there. Okay, that's fine. But you started it, <laughs> but that's fine. So anyway, Pogba great penalty, and then Lindelof uh, wins it. I will ties it. Ties it. Yeah, we could have scored another one. Honestly, if we had probably another minute, we would have. Well, we would have took three. We had 95 of them. Well, we could have. If we had 96, we would have won. I it. know. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. I get it. But two two Burnley. Yeah. So two two Burnley. Good Very game, big. I guess. Yeah, we keep a point. Would have been nice to get three. And then my favorite game. Oh, so uh, Newcastle, Man City. Yeah, Guero scores in twenty four seconds. Um, in twenty four seconds, is yeah, it really twenty four seconds? No way. And uh, then you don't see a goal for the rest of the game until what the second half? What was the kickoff at the goal line? Yeah, it was from kickoff to the goal <laughs> line. Literally. What the hell? Um, so uh, you know that game's happening. Obviously, Manchester City hold possession of the ball. They're passing the ball around the entire game. Uh-huh. Literally, it's them just passing the ball around. And I think they got into such a comfortable zone, like they're not even going to take the ball off of us kind of feel. You need to hear this. They had 76% possession. I know. Which is disgusting. <laughs> and compare their passes, Newcastle, 151 passes. Yeah. Man City, 682. Right. So, literally, they were literally passing the ball. What were the they ball. doing? They were passing the ball around. That's great, but like, but not doing anything. You know, you know when you're doing something for so long, and you just you just kind of zone out. Uh-huh. That's what they did. That's like being a pizza maker, and all you're doing is throwing around but, the dough all day long. But you see, I kind of feel like uh, it's good because we just talked about Man United. Um, when Lukaku's on the field, our team is t- a less less impressive attacking. Like he's just a, he just takes up space. Like he slows us down, and we started Lukaku that game. And we had Rashford on the on the left, and Lingard on the left. Lingard came in later on. Uh, uh, we had Mata in too, but Mata's always creative. But with having Lukaku in, he just slows down the play and makes. Uh, he just he just harms our speed because he's not fast. Like we can't mm-hmm. attack as as we usually do. When we have Marcial on the left and Rashford up top, we just attack a lot faster. And Rashford makes better runs and adds more to to the striking role. Like Lukaku just kind of gets the ball, holds it up, and then. Slows everything down. So when you have him inside the game, it really affects us. And if you notice, every time he started, we always have trouble scoring. And I kind of feel like whenever Kevin De Bruyne has played this year for Man City, they don't get a result. I don't have the stat, but I'm pretty sure they've dropped points every time Kevin De Bruyne has played. Except for maybe one game. Yeah, but is that really an excuse? No, but he's just not used to it. I, 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 I get it. I mean, but the rest of the team didn't play that great. Got ten either. other players. I understand, but the rest of the team, like I said, the rest of the team didn't play and not like as good. Like Fernandinho messed up, Laporte messed up, uh, Sané didn't play that great. Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne didn't play that great. So the whole team messed up. Yeah. But you know, it was a game that should have been very comfortable for them, especially scoring. You know, in the first goal, in the, in the first minute. I just think it was amazing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Two one Newcastle. And we were talking in the beginning of our podcast about how we really don't think there's many teams that can make Man City drop. And we right. were naming, like, I don't remember at this time, but maybe, like, Liverpool and right. Chelsea. And here we are. We got Crystal Palace and yeah, Newcastle. They've dropped, they've dropped a lot of points recently. So that was big for you guys. Yeah. Big for you Liverpool fans. I'm but you so had, excited. You had the opportunity... To make it seven points clean. Yep, and we get a gold 1-1 against Leicester City. Which gives me hope that you'll fail again. 
I don't think so. But yeah, it was I hope tough. Van Dyke gets injured. Now, let me tell you this. I mean, there was an obvious penalty call. Right, there was a lot of missed Keita penalty calls. Not given. Right. That would have been two one. It's over. You know. Yeah, we should have scored again. But right. you know what? That pitch was terrible. I mean, it's, it's the English Premier League. Yeah, but did you see that? I understand. It was like, it was like slush everywhere. It was like the Seven Eleven Cup. You got to play in that. If you got to play in a a dark, cold, rainy night in Stoke, <laughs> then you got to do a slushy day in Leicester. Yeah, I mean, remember there was a there was a couple of games last year that they had to play in the snow and they were just truffling around. Yeah, I mean, they just couldn't find their form, and I'll tell you what, you're not going to win any game with Jordan Henderson as your right back. Yeah. What the hell kind of thought was that? I don't know. I, thought, I guess we're really running out of people. Well, when you sell your other right back, Nathaniel Klein, <clears throat> you know, you kind of make good decisions like that. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him. He used to be really good. Wait, you didn't, he didn't, nothing happened to him. He got injured and you just guys didn't want him anymore. <clears throat> just gave him yeah. away. The well, we're running out of stuff and we're running out of players and we got Valorvin sitting on the bench and he didn't even come in, so thank goodness. Like who, just if he needs to play two minutes, that's important. Yeah. But now you don't have him anymore. So, you don't have him anymore. So it was a tough game. You know, there were some really good chances by Roberto Firmino, and they just, you know, didn't convert. And it was another game where we Leicester had... could have scored. They could have actually won. They had their chances. They had their chances. We both had our chances. Right. So, you know, another game. It was similar to Man City where we had 70-something possession, and we had over 600 passes yeah. while they had 100-something. Now, I think... By the end of February, you guys will be well ahead. Um, just the fact that Manchester City has such a hard couple of games coming up. Um, they got Arsenal next. They got Everton home, right, which is a huge game. Uh-huh. Then they got Chelsea. And who are you talking about here? We're talking about Man City. Okay. So, And then they got their little FA Cup game. Then they got Champions League. Then they got West Ham home. Okay, so it starts to even off at the end of February. But literally in the span of seven days, they have three hard matches. Arsenal home, uh, uh, Arsenal at home, Everton away, and then Man City home against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal's on fire. And then Chelsea shows up whenever they have to versus Man City. And I really hope both teams so, come through. And Everton, they had a bad game, so that must mean they're going to have a Good game, and then maybe a bad game. They don't game. even know at this point. They yeah. just have a bunch of bad games, I think. So, hopefully they'll come up with a good one, though. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, it's a really good result for us in the title race. Um, it gives us a little bit of cushion, but we can't take it lightly. we got to just keep on pushing, and right. we, have a good, uh, we have a good set of matches, and I think the 22nd we're playing Man United, so that will be another big match to really prove ourselves and uh, go for the title. Uh, other point about Newcastle, signed Almiron. Yeah, from the MLS. Almiron, yeah. What so, a beast of a player! He's I, from Atlanta. United, I only watched right? one game last year. It uh-huh. was the final. <laughs> I watched one game. I didn't even see that. And he was actually the most impressive player on the field. He was like running back and forth. He actually looked like he was loving playing. Right. Like he was doing everything. He he's really to do. good. He's an engine. Um, you Thirteen know, goals, eleven assists last season for them, uh-huh. which is huge for a cam. Yep. Um, I think he's an excellent pickup. By Rafa Benitez. I think that was a great choice. I think it was good. This is the first time I never thought in a million years I'd say it's a good for a Premier League team to pick up an MLS player. Yeah. Which is something new. But, yeah, you know, fairly new. In this yeah. case, it's it's interesting. It's starting to happen more often. You a, know, lot of, a lot of MLS players go to Germany. They have um, 
Well, and also a lot of Americans are starting to go to Byron, Alfonso right. Davies. Right, right, right. I just picked up another. Well, he's young Canadian. Kid. Oh, he's Canadian. He's right? Canadian. Oh, he played for the MLS though. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so yeah, you know, I was starting to see looking into Almiron, and you know, is he promising? Is he not? For those of you that don't know, the leading scorer for Atlanta United, which also was the golden boot of the MLS, was Joseph Martinez. Mm-hmm. He was their striker, and he beat out uh, Ibrahimovic this year. I think Ibrahimovic had twenty two, and Martinez had thirty one. Yeah, I think goals. Ibrahimovic just came late into the season, though. Yeah, so. Either way, 31 goals, and Almiron has 12. I think. And then I looked at how they affected their playoff run. So five games for both of them. They both had one assist. Martinez had four, and Almiron had five goals. So Almiron actually scored more than Joseph Martinez yep. in the playoff. And that's a great huge. player. And he's going for 20 million pounds. Here's something else interesting. Highest transfer fee for Newcastle, by the way, since Michael Owen. That's right. That's right. And here, here's something interesting. I was looking into the, I think it was the Forbes list mm-hmm. of uh, most valuable teams in the MLS. Because I was just curious. I was like, 20 million, that's a lot, right? Yeah. So we look, and Atlanta's actually number one, even though they brand new. So that tells you how much money's going into the new teams. Fun fact, um, they actually thought Atlanta was going to be a terrible idea for the MLS. The board thought they were going to be a terrible idea and really originally didn't want to give them a seat. And uh, they winded up being... Like, one of the more homier teams. Like, everybody loves the team. Like, the whole city loves the team. Like, they're so, fu- they're so like, supportive and behind them. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of the biggest teams in Atlanta, actually. No kidding. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, being the most valuable, I started looking at how valuable. Uh, they're sitting at first $330 million. Galaxy is second at three twenty, And wow. Sounders at third for three ten. So, only $10 million splitting each place right, that's good but check this out so 330 million dollars converts to roughly 252 million pounds mm-hmm. almiron signing is a little over 12 percent of the team value in one signing wow that's pretty big that is that's really big that's good money for them think about that that is you just started you already won the the league and now you just got a huge boost in transfer sum I think they're going to get some pretty good they're signings. Gonna re- they're going to bring David Beckham back to the MLS. That's and right. And then MLS is going to own a team and also play for a completely other team. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, we got to just talk about Tottenham first. I want to leave Chelsea for last. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Tottenham. So we were watching that game. Watford was up a goal, one nothing. Uh, Craig Cathcart, 38th minute. And... In typical Tottenham fashion, they come back and win it all the way at the end. Well, they just score all the way at the end. They don't even have to come back. They just have to score. Oh, and one of their best misses, Fernando Llorente. Didn't see that coming. But he made it up in the end. He scored uh-huh. a great header. A nice cross header. Yeah, across. Across the net. Yeah. Across, he hit it across well, the Hyung net. Well, Son really shows his worth. And he yeah, just, he just blasts it, it from like eight yards and out. Lorente gets an assist from from losing the ball mid dribble, and then Son puts it in. Listen, that's what he needs to do. That's what he needs to do. Uh, he's just so bad. Jeez. Um. So Tottenham get a two one win, and again, this is the reason why no one talks about Tottenham is because the whole time everyone's watching, they're losing one nothing. All right, yeah. turn off your TV. They tie it and then, they it, and then decide, you just wait okay, for a winning goal. Yeah, that's, a, that's again, it. Again, 
That's it. Yeah, they've done it a lot this year. I mean, I mean, with all their injuries, they're doing great. So you gotta give them still in third. You gotta give them that credit. No, no, they deserve credit. I'm just saying. You know, they're in third. They're only two points behind Man City. That's huge. It is. That's one win. So good for them. Yeah, we'll go to the big upset. Let's do it. A team that was usually losing four zero, uh huh, and two zero, whatever. After f- having good form, has refound their form over the last two three weeks. Bournemouth, good old Bournemouth. And uh, they uh, scored a goal, right? Josh King. Josh King, great goal. And uh, in the second half, again, they get another goal. And it deflates the entire Chelsea team. My man, David Brooks. David Brooks is a beast. What a wonder kid. No kidding. I hope he goes to Manchester United. I hope definitely not. We could use him. No, just keep him at Bournemouth. Just let okay, just be. for a little bit. Stop trying to and then everybody. I'll take him. Okay. All right? You're going to get Bappe after that. I don't want Bappe. <laughs> and, and it shows again. It just Chelsea just look like Eddie that. Howe is the best coach. He's a beast. Yeah, Eddie Howe, yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. He's a beast. I mean, he's doing like it. Like even Sorry said, he didn't know how to he didn't know how to tactically change his tactics to verse Eddie Howe. He said it. And then he before he said, I don't know how to motivate uh, my players again i i talk to them but i'm not sure how to motivate my players is that word for word yeah he literally <laughs> goes to the press conference just trying to say in multiple different ways uh the players they don't tactically do what i want so i don't know how to he sounds how they play i motivate <laughs> players <laughs> so uh so we'll talk about Chelsea, and you know they got obliterated again. They didn't want to show up and Four play nothing. after they scored on. So I think be kidding me. I think if anybody scores on them first, now they could just they could just walk they off just the walk field off, yeah. because they're not going to play anymore. Yeah, right. So just score on Chelsea first, and you'll you'll have yourself with three points. That's just sad. Um, How do you get scored on four times? Four zero. Well, you just don't want to be there. You're David just... Luiz. I, I'm not only going to blame on David Luiz, but him it's and the whole Rudiger team. were getting exposed. It's the whole team. They don't want to play. That goal, David Brooks. David Luiz comes tracking back because uh, Rudiger pushed over to the right, right side, which he shouldn't have done. And then David Luiz had to go behind him, leaves a gap in the middle. David Brooks takes it all the way down just to add a couple of sprinkles to that ice cream cone. Puts it right through David Luiz's legs. It I was mean, a great goal. That was a really well composed. Yeah, goal. Joshua King came from Man United. Wonder why he's so good. Uh, Andalic to Man United, then Man United to Bournemouth. First of all, I'm talking about Brooks here, okay? Okay, so. but I was talking about Mr. King. <laughs> Joshua King's an animal. He is. He's playing really, really, really he well. Yes. He He's got a couple of goals. That whole team has a couple of goals and assists. They're sharing it. No, they're, they're, they're sharing all playing it. very well. Because the whole team plays good attacking football. It's really good. Um, so, you know, you have this team, I think we we bring it up every podcast right now. I feel like this is the Jose Mourinho topic. Um, so, I mean, it's similar. I mean, it also involves Chelsea. Um, he comes out and he says, again, he doesn't know how to motivate his players. You know, he just got Higuain, his player, you know, so maybe that means he'll stay. But he's like almost sounding like he doesn't know what to do anymore. You know, maybe this team needs a whole total overhaul. There's no identity to Chelsea at, at this point. They never had an identity. They're just a bunch of money in a in a, in a blue shirt. Yeah, I mean they don't with racist fans. They don't keep a consistent 
coach. Sorry for all those good fans. You have a lot of racist fans, though, Chelsea. Uh, of course, there's a majority of them. Yeah, but they fans. have a lot. No, I get you. Like, the most. But... Like, they can't even... Like, they can compete with, like, Turkey and Russia for racism. That's not a good competition. No, it's not. It's not a good one to be in. Yeah. And, you know, they haven't had a consistent coach, right? Like, practically ever at this point. Yeah, but they started the season with a guy. Yeah. And they knew he was coming. And they're not even... (laughs) They're just getting over the halfway hump, and they already wanted to get rid of him. I don't know if they want to get rid of him, though. They just bought him Higuain. They need to play for him. I think what's going to happen is, again, they're going to get rid of Hazard and then just keep giving sorry his players. He's practically just, he's taking City off and just putting it into the Premier League at this point. That sounds like some an Italian person would do, though. They love it. I mean, good for know. him. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. That's cool. what you're used to. I mean, go ahead. Bring in Signe over here. Bring whoever That'd you want. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Higuain, what do you think? Is he promising? I think... It's a good choice. Yes, he doesn't have a lot of years left, but he's a guy who's got like what f- more than two hundred goals, more than three hundred goals. I don't know how uh-huh. many. He's got a lot of goals. He knows how to score goals, and he's a big guy. And Hazard likes to play with big guys that can move a little bit. I don't think he's a good buy. Why do you not think he's a good buy though? You just think he's washed up, and then he just. I think can't... he's just at the end now. I mean, obviously, he was a very, he's a very credible striker. Obviously, he's had a rich history. He's one of the best strikers. You but know. didn't he have the most goals last year in Serie A? I think he did. I don't think it was last year. It was last year with Juventus. He had the most goals. He can still play. He can still play. Then what happened? And Hazard wants to play on the left, and this will make him play on the left. Higuain will be in the middle, and he knows how to hold the ball. He can do everything. He can turn. He can with open up space. With this team, I don't think it's worth it. If it's yeah, a different team, yeah. then yes. I mean, this team but is But I don't garbage. agree with this team. And He's also, not going to do anything. You just saw he wasn't getting fed the ball. If you don't get fed well, the ball, the you're not going to get the If chances. the team doesn't want to play, they're not going to give anything. But I'm saying, you know, he's more of like a target man. So you need to be fed the ball. I think and he, he was at all. I think he's a complete forward. Well, clearly nothing happened against Bournemouth. Yeah, that's because nothing happened with their mentality. That whole Sorry team still doesn't know how to overhaul. Sorry doesn't still know how to motivate them. please put Conte in the middle. Just do it. Stop with the Jorginho thing. He trusts Jorginho. Who cares? I know. Conte's the best. Conte's the best. I know. Play the guy in the middle. You know what would be really cool? Pugba. Conte. There we go again. Same team. Wow. A lot of your dreams. You have a lot of dreams lately. You know, it should have happened... But instead, we bought Matic or whatever we did or that, that season where we had whatever coach and we bought... Why would you not get Conte? Well, after the, the Le- the dice Leicester you City. Know. You know what's funny, though? They bought Conte and Drinkwater. You know? They bought that system. Right. And then they found out it was kind of just Conte doing all the work. <laughs> I think they bought Drinkwater just for a guy to hang out with him right. at lunch. <laughs> yeah. Like, drink water winded up being the well, and Conte was the little, uh, the rope and the, the, bucket. the bucket, and they just kept on going up and down and getting in the water. That's right. Yeah, Conte's just a beast. They really need and to And drink water them. was just drinking it. Yeah. Yeah. So, exciting week. A lot of things happened here, and we are still with Liverpool. First place with 61 points. I hope they lose. Man City second with 56. I hope they, and Spurs I hope they figure out what's going on. So, <laughs> I hope Spurs just... Yeah, I don't, who cares about Dream Spurs? On. It's all right. It's just Spurs. 
They're just gonna be third or fourth <laughs> or fifth. They're never gonna be in the top. They actually have a they have a they have it whited out for them. It's just Spurs just hanging out there at third. It's just it Spurs. Matter. Like when your coach <laughs> yeah, when your coach says, Oh, we're not about winning titles. So why are you a team? Why are you a team if you're just there to be in the top? I think four? they'll get themselves together after they get their signings. I uh, get get their players back from injury. I hope Erickson signs for Man United. Yeah, so uh, guys, you know, keep uh, tuning in to hear about every single he didn't player sign that yet. is going to sign for Man United. Uh, I think it's going to be the World Eleven. You know what? They're lucky they don't hear what you say with the cam with the with the mic off. Okay, they're lucky they don't hear you don't hear it. So tune in to our uh, next podcast. You know who would be great for Liverpool? <laughs> Here we go. And Bopper. Just let them all be. You know who would be great for Liverpool? <laughs> things are going to happen. Malcolm. You all know right, who would so be great thanks, for guys. Liverpool? <laughs> we'll tune in next time. Coutinho. Thank you.